Welcome to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. Miss Kimberly. Well, 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 it is such a joy to hear your voice today, sister. It is a wonderful day in the Lord. I'm just grateful for all that he has done and all that he is doing. And I'm excited about this new series that you told me about that the Lord put on your heart. Oh, my gosh. At the risk of sounding like a cheerleader, I am, I seriously have pom-poms waving. I am, I'm really <laughs> I feel like God did put this on my heart, and I'm just excited about it. So if you would open us in prayer, I'm ready to get started, baby doll. All right. All right. Let's roll. Good morning, Dad, or good evening, or good um, afternoon, or whenever our listeners are listening to this. We're just grateful. We're grateful to be alive in you because we serve a God in whom we live and we move and we have our being because we are your offspring. And we thank you, Lord, that the joy of the Lord is indeed our strength and we abide in your thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for all that you have done because, Lord, you are not a stingy God. I love thinking that because we know that you are a generous God, and whatever it is that we need, you have supplied through your grace in the power of the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us, and we know that there is no challenge that is too hard for you. So, Lord, we yield ourselves to your Holy Spirit, and we pray for the listeners who are listening right now that not only is this word going into their ears, but also into their minds and to their hearts and will translate into meaningful action. Because, Lord, we don't want to be people who just hear the word, but also do the word because when we do the word, the word becomes a part of who we are and we share the goodness of the Lord with those with whom you have given us influence and they can taste and see that you are good. That is a wonderful process, Lord, and it is an honor that we are part of it. So, Lord, I just pray that you will use us to magnify you in our conversation and bring forth an abundant harvest for your glory. We thank you, Lord, and we give you honor, praise, and glory. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen, sister. Thank you. Thank you for bringing in the one who we want to hear. This series is really exciting to me. And as you shared earlier, Kim, I really felt like it was put on my heart. And I'm calling it Getting Stronger, Body and Spirit. I have this profound belief that physical training can enhance our spiritual resolve. And I believe that whether you're out walking and praising and or praying, 
whether you're stretching and you see that as an opportunity for meditation on the word and being still before the Lord, or whether you're doing resistance training. And I love that we are going to take these next several weeks to encourage our listeners to begin to be more intentional in strengthening their physical bodies. Because in my mind, when I'm doing resistance training, it is a call to resolve and strength and power in the spirit. One of the verses that I'm sure we will cite multiple times is Ephesians 6.10. Be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. I also would like to read parts of Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. And I would encourage all you who are listening, read the entire passage. I'm just going to read excerpts from it, but please read it all. Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. Paul is praying. He is bowed on his knees before his father, praying that according to the riches of his father's glory, that he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And he continues and says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. What I find interesting, Kim, and I cannot wait to have this conversation with you, especially because of your long rich history with Take Back Your Temple. And if we have any listeners who need extra support, do not, do not waste another minute and go explore Kim's Take Back Your Temple website. But because of your deep, rich involvement with men and women who are struggling with their physical well-being and you are encouraging them with the word, you like no one else will recognize, as I have, that the typical approach to physical change is based on weight loss. Oh, I need to lose weight. And 99 times out of 100, it's negative. I need, I must, I have to. It feels daunting. It feels oppressive. It happens. On January 2nd, um, and then we fall off of it. It just is, has this really oppressive is the right word feeling to it. Oh, I must. And we, I don't know if I've shared this really, but I had the privilege and it was really quite fun to speak at conferences all across the United States and actually into Canada for a couple decades. And I did this exercise of, I had the, just the 
whiteboard, right? And I put a big plus and a minus. And I asked the audience to just share freely. What do you see as the benefits to exercise? And what do you see as the negatives, the drawbacks? What are the pluses? What are the minuses? What are the good things? What are the not so cool things? Oh, my gosh. The negative what was really not very long. The negative was it takes time. I sweat. I don't like it. I, it might hurt. The positive column was endless. I mean, and, and I never primed the pump. And I had audiences from law enforcement to women's groups to CEOs. And it was always the same. The benefits column was like bleeding into two and three columns. The negatives were, like I said, oh, I don't like it. And time. Time always was on the negative side. And I would do this dramatic thing. So what I'm hearing you say is you are going to allow this. I circled time on my little whiteboard to negate all of these benefits, and I put a big fat X through the dual column benefits. And that's how we, and it befuddles me. Why do we focus on the negative? Oh, I don't have time. Oh, it's going to hurt. So, so part of my challenge in the next several weeks is going to be focus on what you want. Why instead of, oh, I need to lose weight. Oh, I need, why don't we focus on, I'm going to get stronger. I mean, that sounds empowering, right? Like, I want to get stronger. Like, don't you want to get stronger? And yet, when you look at the statistics, I did a little search because I was wondering, okay, how many people really purposefully, intentionally, consistently do strength training? Well, the statistic I found, according to the American Journal of Preventative Medicine, was that 60% of Americans do nothing. Mm. And if you include those who do less than the recommended amount, which is two times a week, it's 75%. So basically 25% of us are doing resistance training. And what's scary, and I don't really like to go down the negative road, but let's just call it use them or lose them, right? And we've all heard that. And there's actually a, a fancy, hard to say word called sarcopenia, which is a disease that is basically a fancy way of saying you're losing your muscle mass and your bone density. And what I found interesting from Healthline says the main treatment path for sarcopenia is exercise. Oh, you know, palm to forehead. Really? What a surprise. Researchers have identified resistance training as the specific form of exercise that is most beneficial to people with sarcopenia. This training is designed to improve muscle strength and stamina and uses resistance bands or weights. I would say body weight. Loss of strength is preventable, folks. Mm -hmm. It's preventable. Hello, you know, we think of grandma and she's fragile. Can I just tell you, I am developing the sweetest friendship with a woman who is soon to turn 85 years old. Wow. And she is out doing life. She is on it. She's walking. She's telling me about how much fun she used to have riding her bike and she just maybe needs to get a new bike. <laughs> Listeners. Is that going to be you at 85? 
is that going to be you at 85? Or are you going to have a walker? Are you going to be all like nervous lest you fall and break something? Are you going to be able to take care of yourself? So I just want to go through a couple of reasons why we need physical strength. And then in my pea brain, there is just an absolute obvious correlation between physical strength and spiritual strength. So just some of the things, and again, if we could hear y'all, you would tell us this, right? It, it, strength allows us to have abundant daily living, unrestricted. I have to tell you one more thing that my new buddy, Nesta, her name's Nesta, we love her, <laughs> said to me, out of nowhere, like she's in the car, we're going somewhere, and she, she just turns to me and goes, I love the word boundless. <laughs> and that's what exercise does for you listeners. That's what abundant daily living means. Boundless. Mm. Unrestricted. It reduces your risk of injury. Again, how many people, especially as they age, get in trouble, not because they fall, but they break something because they fall. Third benefit, increased calorie burn. Brothers and sisters, the more muscle mass you have, the more calories you burn. And guys, if there's guys out there listening to us, you're cheaters. Can I just tell you? Y'all are cheaters because you naturally have more muscle mass. Therefore, it's easier for you to lose weight. Women, especially women, if you're petite, if you're under five foot, if you're, if you're just a smaller build, you don't have as much muscle. You must do resistance training if you want to maintain your weight. Must. M-U-S-T. Have to. Because it's muscle that burns fat. Another benefit. It builds confidence. Like, can't you just imagine that athlete or that, you know, whoever it is who's who's, you know, pretty strong and lean, there's just a sense of confidence. Whereas I know people, they're not as strong. They're not as physically well. They're not exuding confidence nine times out of of 10. And it also improves your posture. The stronger you are, especially your abs, your, your hips, we call your core. We're going to talk about this later. It strengthens you. It, it helps you sustain a proper posture, which also reduces your risk of injury, which goes back to number two. So how does Judy and her funny little brain process that, correlate that to spiritual things? The abundant living is so obvious, right? John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. That is The thief who says, oh, you don't need to do resistance training. Oh, stay on this couch and watch that TV show. That is the thief. Stealing your abundant life. Because Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. I mean, I'm just going to ask you, do you really want to slow down your life, shrink your world because you're feeling fragile? because you're feeling weak, because you're feeling not up to it? Are you living less than an abundant life because of physical constraints? And then the reduced risk of injury. I process that 
reduce risk of falling away, of succumbing to temptation. Spiritual strength keeps us from falling. Thy word I treasure in my heart that I might not sin against thee, says Psalm 119.11. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against the stone. Spiritual strength keeps us from falling. And this Psalm 18, 1 to 2, I have prayed so many times in the last several weeks. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord, you are my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, in whom I take refuge, my shield, my horn of salvation, my stronghold. God's word, God, the Holy Spirit, gives us spiritual strength reducing our risk of falling. Kim, I could blather forever. Talk to me. We, we've <laughs> only talked about two, two benefits at, so far, abundant living and reduced risk of injury, and I know you're bubbling with thoughts. Well, you know, Judy, of course you know me. I, I am. I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, my goodness, this is so good. And it kind of goes in line with a Zoom meeting I had with our Take Back Your Temple members. And the topic was how to stay focused on your weight loss journey. And one of the examples that I gave them in that particular meeting in our um, session was about how you know how when you buy a new car or any kind of car, and it's like all of a sudden you're driving around and it seems like that car that you bought, you start seeing it everywhere. I don't know if you've ever had that experience. I know that I have. But it's like you start saying, wow, look at all this. I never noticed this before. And see, what I gave them that example was how our minds work. Our minds pay attention to those things that we have determined are most relevant and most important because all of a sudden, since you have that car now, it's suddenly important and you start noticing it. And I was giving them that example about how important it is to set priorities in your life. And how that's important is if you say, oh, yeah, well, exercise is important, staying strong is important, but you're not investing time and not investing treasure, then you really have to question if you've really settled that in your heart about whether that is a priority. And then this is another example that I gave our members as well, and I went ahead and looked at the lack of time example, because you mentioned that earlier about how people say that that's a barrier to them not having enough time to exercise. Well, I did the math, and we all get 24 hours in a day. And I said, well, let's say that you took out of that 24 hours that God blessed you with, and let's say that you decided you don't have to do this, give this much time, of course, unless you just want to, but let's say you took one of those hours out of the 24 that the Lord gives you. And let's say that you decide to do that. Well, that is only 4% of your day. Now, let's say that, okay, well, you say, okay, I don't really have 24 hours because I've got to sleep. 
So let's say I used eight of those hours. So now I've got 16 hours available to me. And let's say out of those 16 hours that the Lord has gifted you with, you decide to take one of those hours out of the 16. Well, what that brings you to is 6% of that time. And see, you have to really question to yourself, do you really not have enough time? Because I really believe that the issue is not not enough time. I believe the issue really is lack of establishing priorities. What is most important to you in life? Because if it is really important in your heart of hearts, then what needs to happen is that priority needs to translate in how you spend your time and how you spend your treasure. So that is one thing that I did want to chime in on about taking that time to establish that priority and then putting that into practice in how you schedule your time. Judy, continue I on. I love that. That's like not even a, that's not even a tithe. Right. That would be an interesting conversation, right? A time tithe. And I'm sure right. somebody's done it. But no, I love oh, that. We may have to follow up on that. <laughs> so thank you. So I'm going to continue on with what are the benefits of physical strength and how are those same be- benefits correlated in the spiritual realm? So one of the benefits of, of increasing your strength and increasing your muscle mass, as I said, is you're going to burn more calories, which makes mm-hmm. it easier for you to maintain your healthy body weight. Well, I correlated that to increased spiritual fervor, increase your your calorie burn, increase your spiritual fervor, a burning heart to stay in the spirit. Philippians 4, again, I would encourage you guys to read the entire passage. I'm only going to read a couple of excerpts. Philippians 3, 8 to 14. Philippians 3, 8 to 14. It says, indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. And then he continues, it says, having the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus. Fervor, folks. Fervor for the Lord. Fervor in increasing your physical strength. Y'all know 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run? but only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. Run that you may obtain it. Run that you may obtain your your spiritual growth, your sanctification, your time in the word, your time in prayer, your time stirring one another up to love and good deeds and caring for your physical body so you do have that abundant life. Fervor. What is your fervor rating for your physical well-being? I mean, really, guys, 
how would you rate your fervor for exercise? And then the last scripture under this benefit of fervently tending your temple and fervently being in the word is whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Okay, I'm going to re- rephrase this. Whenever you exercise, exercise heartily as for the Lord. Well, that changes it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance. From the Lord you will receive the power. From the Lord you will receive the strength. I mean, if you really hate it, tell him. Say, Lord, strengthen my spirit to create fervor in my heart for strengthening my body. And then again, one of the benefits of physical strength is it builds a sense of confidence. And we need confidence in the spirit. Ephesians 3.16, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit. Can't you just imagine how reciting some of these scriptures while you're doing some resistance training, the correlation in my mind is so profound where we think in terms of strength, a strong body, a strong mind, a strong spirit, all by God's grace, all for his glory. You know, you and I did a podcast just last week, Kim, about facing the giants. And you, I encourage everybody to listen to it if you missed it. And that was a major theme. That was a major focus verse. Whatever you do, do it heartily for the Lord. So comment on those two things, building confidence, um, Ephesians 3.16, that he may grant you to be strengthened. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, everybody knows, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own strength to get out there and do this. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. He will give you that fervent enthusiasm to take care of your physical body. He will build an attitude of enthusiasm for strengthening your body instead of, ah, I need to lose weight. Kim, comment on those two things, increased spiritual fervor and building confidence. Well, Judy, I was just thinking, actually, I love going walking, actually, but hill walking, which strengthens my legs, it strengthens my heart, and it strengthens my lungs. And I was just thinking as I climbed um, Saturday, actually, I love to get out there and walk, and I'd love to see the sunrise. So I like to get out there just before sunrise so I can see it while I'm out and use that as a time to praise the Lord. And one of the things that you mentioned here about building confidence in God's power and protection, there's this big hill in our neighborhood. And I found myself thinking this past Saturday when I was at the base of the hill and looking up there, I was thinking, I hate this hill. But at the same time, (laughs) at the same time, I was thinking, I love this hill. Because I imagine that the Lord is walking with me and strengthening me to give me power to get up that hill. 
And I know that once I get to the top and get over the other side, I will have challenged my body and I will be stronger as a result of pursuing that hill. And when you have that experience with the Lord and know that he's strengthening, he's guiding you, you do have that confidence that no matter what happens in life, no matter what challenge you face, that the Lord will never leave you and that he will never forsake you and you will have the strength to be able to face that challenge. And I think that is so important because so many times we might run to addictions like alcohol or emotional eating because we're anxious, we're worried, we're fearful. But when we build that emotional strength that that trains us through our strength training or whatever training, physical training that we choose to undertake, when we build that physical confidence, that can help strengthen our emotional confidence as well. So there are so many benefits to physical strength and knowing that the Lord is with you and you're depending on his strength to get through that workout, that will translate into being able to meet the challenges of life. So thank you so much, sister, for sharing um, about the benefits, not only from a physical aspect of strength training, but also emotional and spiritual benefits as well. Well, I just think the correlation, like I said, is obvious. And I have two more that I'd like to, I guess maybe just one more that I'd like to run by you that, and then I have a challenge and, and y'all need to know, get ready. I'm on you during this series. I am on you. So I know where to find you. But anyway, (laughs) one more, one last benefit Again, in the physical realm, strength training improves your posture. And in the spiritual realm, spiritual training improves our posture or our position in Christ. Every time I hear that phrase, and Paul uses it a ton, I draw a little box around the word in. Because to me, that gives me this visual of I'm in. I'm inside that box. I'm protected. I'm surrounded. He hems me in behind me and before me. And the word is just ripe with promises that we are in Christ when we accept him as Lord. The one everybody knows, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anybody is in Christ. He is, present tense, I is, today, a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So, again, in the physical realm, if you're still whining and crying, oh, I have this knee, or oh, I'm, I just don't have the energy, or oh, I just can't, or la, 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 stop. <laughs> you are a new creation in Christ. And you are are and will be and can be experienced transformation not only spiritually but physically when you rely on the spirit do you know that in christ um i didn't count them i heard this so it may be wrong and i don't even have can't even tell you where i heard it but that in Christ appears 164 times in Paul's letters, 
So he was all about trying to pound into our pea brains. We are in Christ. 1 Corinthians 1, 30, 31 refers to us as righteous, holy, redeemed. If any of you read Sprinkled Clean, you know that I talked about that and laughed and went, oh, me? Really? No. Because serious, like it's hard to believe that, right? But God sees us as righteous, holy, redeemed, and he sees you, brothers and sisters, as strong, as lean, as confident, as powerful. You know, the scriptures talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. So why do we focus in the physical on, oh, I need to lose weight. Oh, I need to lose weight. Why are we not speaking of power? I'm going to get stronger. I will get stronger. I am committed to tending my body and strengthening my body so that I am strong in spirit as well as physically. I just love the parallel, Kim. I just, I, it just makes my brain blow up because I love this correlation between strength, physical strength and spiritual strength. Physical strength that is attained through God's grace. Like you said, I love what you said. That hill. Whoa, who wants to do that hill? God's power is perfected in my weakness, whether it's powering up that hill or our listeners starting a beginning resistance training program, maybe feeling a little bit sore the first day, but saying, I'm on a journey. My God speaks of power, and I am claiming his power, and I will see strength through his strength. Final comments, and then I'm going to give a little call to action, Miss Kim. Yes. Judy, uh, it's so funny when you said that you read that in Christ appears 164 times in Paul's letter. I said it's, it's got to be, just think about the phrase, not only in Christ, but think about the phrase in him. Because uh. I was just I was just reading um, Colossians because I had to teach our Sunday school at church last Sunday, and I was teaching on the scripture about spiritual wholeness, and our focus scriptures was Colossians chapter two verse six through ten. But just in those scriptures alone, in Him appears four times. So wow. we're not expected to confront the challenges of life on our own. We're expected to know our position in Christ Jesus and relying upon his strength, like you said earlier, strengthening us with might through our inner man, inner man to um, to face the challenges on the outside, like through our physical strength training. So it, this is so applicable in so many different ways, but it really starts with changing our mindset and knowing what our posture is, just like you said in the natural. But in the spirit, what is our spiritual posture? And our spiritual posture, our spiritual position is being in Christ, in him. And what a powerful position that is to be in. So, sister, thank you so much for sharing this. And I'm looking forward to hearing about what that call to action is. So go for it. Yes, ma'am. Well, first, and for anyone who knows me very well, this won't be a surprise. Get out that little pen and paper, and I want you to do some journaling 
about for you, not for what I said, not for what I think, not for what Kim had to had to offer, for you, what do you see as the benefits of getting stronger, both physically and spiritually? And as you ponder that, how would you rate your strength today in both areas? And as we go through the next several weeks, I'm hoping, hoping that you begin to see uh, your rating of both of those uh, go up a little bit. And what specific steps are you willing to take to get stronger, again, both physically and spiritually? And this week's focus in, ster- in terms of resistance training is actually not going to be what you might think in terms of dumbbells or any of that. But the most important muscle in your body, ladies and gentlemen, is your heart. And your heart is only strengthened just like any other muscle in your body. When you work it, when you strain it beyond what it is typically accustomed. So I get bigger biceps when I start walking with one pound weight because that is uh, resistance against those biceps above and beyond what it is typically accustomed. So if you are, your resting heart rate is 75, then you go out and do a brisk walk and you get your heart rate to 125, that is a level that you are elevating your heart above which it is typically accustomed. Now, you just got to put out the disclosure, right? If, if, if anybody out there has not exercised for a long, long, long time, you may want to check with your doctor. You don't want to, you want to be careful. You want to make sure if you have hypertension, be careful. Don't overdo. Don't start too fast. All of those things. We're not saying, look, if you've been a couch potato, go run to the corner. No. But start. Start. Start being aware, being grateful for that heart that beats 75 times every minute. And you do nothing to prod it, to fuel it, to encourage it, and it is so faithful. Have you been faithful to caring for that heart that is caring for you? So this week's focus is strengthen your heart. Go for a a brisk walk, jump on a bicycle, do resistance training, which you'll learn more about in the weeks to come, because that in and of itself is going to elevate your heart rate. And one of the things we're going to do during this series is we're going to invite you to supplement the information through my website, holyhealthclub.com. And at holyhealthclub.com, there is a section, a tab for videos. And under videos, there are sub-tabs for one is all, and it's not really all. I'll be not lying to you. Everything isn't in there because a lot of the exercise ones are only in the exercise tab. So go to holyhealthclub.com, go to the videos tab, go to the exercise tab, 
and your homework is to watch two videos. One is called Invest in Yourself, and the other is called Time Intensity. And I'd like you to watch those actually before you do the journaling that I mentioned before. And then I'd also like you in the next week to get some baby dumbbells, one-pound weight. You can go to the thrift store, you guys. I swear, most thrift stores, you're going to be able to find a pair of baby dumbbells, a, a fitness ball you may not find at the thrift store, but you certainly can at Target or Walmart or whatever, and a mat. Note if you buy a fitness ball, there are different sizes. Look at the box. Depends on your height as to, to the which, which size you buy. But we're moving forward, guys. We are going to get stronger in the next several weeks both physically and spiritually, by God's grace, we are going to get stronger. And I'm super excited. For all of you who are listening to this session, I want to invite you, I want to challenge you to invite two people to walk through this series with you to listen to our Stirring Words podcast, not necessarily with you, but discuss with you, and go through the action steps, the challenges with you. Watch the videos, again, not with you, but to also watch the videos, to also do the challenges that I'm going to be presenting. Because anyone who is saying, oh, I'll just do it by myself, A, is vulnerable to falling, because we know from Ecclesiastes that two are better than one and a threefold cord is the strongest. And I'm going to be bold right now, Kim. Anybody who is not sharing this information is being a little bit selfish. Because you know two people in your neighborhood, in your church, in your family who could benefit by getting stronger by being enthused spiritually, strengthened spiritually, to become stronger physically. So that's my challenge. Invite two people to do this series with you. And, Miss Kim, do I have exciting news for you. Yeah, what is it, girl? I did an amazing, amazing interview with a woman who I have come to very much adore, who I had the privilege of spending some time with in walking with her in her journey toward really getting to a place where she is joyous about exercising where God wow. truly transformed her heart, Kim, over a series of weeks and lessons and articles and podcasts and verses and journaling. The Holy Spirit transformed her heart from abhorrence to exercise to an enthusiasm for exercise. And I thought that interview might be really inspiring for our listeners as we start this Getting Stronger series. 
And so with your permission, I would like to air it Friday, Mm. which is two days from today. They can log back on and hear the interview with Janet. Oh, how exciting is that? Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing that, sister. Okay, then. I'm getting ready to pray. All right. (laughs) Father in heaven, we are humbled that you are our father. Who are we that you are mindful of us? Who are we, Lord, that you are mindful of us? We are all so weak in so many ways. We do what we don't want to do, and we don't do what we want to do. Father, we are claiming Ephesians 3 in the next many weeks. We are praying together Paul's prayer that according to the riches of your glory, that you would grant us, gracious Father, that you would grant us to be strengthened with power through your Holy Spirit. Father, we are relying that you are able to do far more abundantly than we could ever imagine. There are people out there right now who cannot imagine being healthy, who cannot imagine walking a mile without collapsing, who cannot imagine being strong and and straight in posture and confident, not in themselves, but in you, because you have transformed their heart, which transformed their lives. It is in your strength that they have strength to get stronger. And they will have a story that will give you glory. And when people look at them and go, what happened to you? They will say, By God's grace, his power was perfected in my weakness. I was succumbing to Satan's lies, saying I can't. I was believing that I would always be weak and frail and overweight. And that was a sin. That was not believing Jesus the Christ rose from that grave. And we too, and I too, have risen by the grace of God. We trust you, Jesus. We trust you. We don't trust us. We can't. But you can. We pray confidently, earnestly, and expectantly in the name and the power of Jesus. Amen. Amen, sister. Amen. You know what, Kim? God is going to do great things in the church.
across this country. As Christians, stand up, wake up, and say no. I'm going to be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Amen. And I'm very excited about that. I am too, sister, because this world is shaking, but we ourselves are going to become stronger and rooted and grounded in the love of God and trusting the power of the Holy Spirit within us to be obedient to his word and do what needs to be done. So I am excited by the changes that will take place in our listeners' lives as they implement what the Lord is sharing with you. So thank you. Yes, ma'am. Well, you have a great week, sister. I love you big. I love you too, girl. You have a good one. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bless you back. Thanks for listening to Stirring Words. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us. If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week, may you be stirred by God's transformative word.